recruiting tips, advice, and better ways to train. B3 Better presents The Amateur's Edge with Jerry and Sanders, Randy Wade, and A.D. Robbins. Good morning, good morning, and welcome to The Amateur's Edge, powered by B3 Sports Performance. This is uh, your co-host, A.D. Roberts. Jerry and Sanders, Sanders in the house. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, and the one and only. LL's cool, J man. You know yeah, man, I like that. I like that new, new that 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 new hat you got. You know, instead of LL Cool J, man, I'm LL uh, Ross J. Huh? Oh, a mixer. Okay, okay, <laughs> we'll, we'll, okay. We'll take that. We'll yeah, yeah, that's my, hot. We'll call <laughs> I appreciate that's, it, bro. That's hot, there, man. <laughs> don't hate. Don't hate. Your mixer. Don't hate. Super Bowl weekend, baby. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Super Bowl weekend. Oh, okay, okay. Well, we are gonna talk about that though. All right, for sure. Do that. Do your thing. Go ahead. Definitely, definitely. So in the house today, we got. Uh, a kid who's close to me, a kid who I've known since he was in the eighth grade, um, was an Under Armour All-American, five-star athlete, played college football at FSU and FAU, one of the highly recruited athletes to ever come out of Jacksonville. Kane Dobbs is going to be here telling his story. You know, again, uh, here at the, at the Amateur's Edge, you know, we talk about life outside of the game, outside right. of the lines. Exactly. And, and talk about the course that, that we take in life. And so Kane's going to tell a little bit about his story because he has a great, great story of triumph that we're going to talk about today. So before we get into that, man, let's talk a little bit about the news. Uh, LeBron finally broke the record this week, man. What you think about that, Randy? Man, it was good. You know, I'm, uh, I'm proud of him. I mean, he's breaking a lot of records, but he's been in the league for a long time. I'm very, very proud of him. And uh, it was a big thing. That was a big thing. So does this make him the GOAT, officially? Uh, I'm making him a sheep. <laughs> the sheep? The sheep. <laughs> make him the what sheep. is the sheep? It makes him the sheep, What man. does that mean? Because you got to think, if you've been in so long, you know, you're going to break records if you're good. Michael Jordan was six in the all-scoring record. Yeah. If he would have played six more years, you think he would have had way, way more than that? That's possible, but but here here's the thing, though. LeBron is incredibly efficient. LeBron passed Kobe in scoring with like two or three hundred less shots than Kobe took. Okay, Kobe. So and he's not even known as a scorer, man. All right, but Kobe is a baby <laughs> Jordan. Kobe copied Jordan, so that's not the big dog. Jordan's the big dog. You know what yeah, I'm saying? He Jordan's yeah. the big dog. And the thing about it, I'm just beginning to realize I'm getting tired of this argument. The media's making so much money off this argument. And my my issue is this. Um, I just gotta face the facts. The younger generation is more about stats. The older generation is more about wins. It's like going on a date and you're just bragging about you going on a date. That's what the younger generation is. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? The older generation goes on a date for a purpose. Mm -hmm. We're not going to talk about the purpose. <laughs> but we're going on a date for a purpose. You hear me? I got you. I got you. I mean, it is, you know, we all can become what they call victims of, of, of the present, right? True, true. And not actually seeing people before you. like, Because Michael Jordan is our GOAT, right? Yeah, and then yeah, before definitely. him, you know, you had Kareem and all those guys. Yes, so it's one of those things. Um that it's always it's, it's it's a very difficult debate. Even when you try to say those guys back then couldn't play right now, that's really kind of a dumb debate simply because of genetic coding, right? Yeah. Meaning if those guys were born in this era, they would have the same level and of athleticism. So, you know, I always tell people about the five-minute mile. You know, uh, for the longest, grown people couldn't run five-minute miles. And now you got high schoolers doing it. So as genetics evolve over time, then, you know, you're, you're – our bodies adapt to that. So, um, again, anyway, congratulations, LeBron. He's had an illustrious career. I mean, the man's had the spotlight on him ever since he was a little kid, and to perform at the level in which he has performed oh, yeah. is, 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 is something to say about that. And I'm definitely know? proud of him on him, and he's a great example on and off the court, and that's not what people talk about. Definitely. You know, you've never seen him 
in a situation that was detrimental to his family name. No, you know that no. that's, that relates to kids, man. You got you got that name on your back when you go off to college and 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 to the pros or whatever, man. You got to represent that name. You got to. You got to. Now on the flip side, let's talk about Ja Morant. Ooh, <laughs> Ja Morant, one of the new up and coming superstars in the NBA. Uh, I mean, the kid is simply fan- sensational. Um, had some off the court issues uh, this week, and I, I think it was. Uh, Taking a little overboard where, for you, for those of you who don't know, um, you know, there's an incident with him and a player on the Pacers in which uh, they get into a back and forth and apparently Ja didn't like it and Ja's entourage who was sitting on the side didn't like it and I, and apparently these guys uh, attempted to follow this particular player for the Pacers off the court. So they drive up in cars. Are you serious? And allegedly – point uh, there's a red dot that comes out of the car that points oh, at this guy come on man <laughs> yeah man, probably, i mean it probably was one of those teacher pointers i hope it was a teacher pointer a little laser you know it probably oh, yeah. wasn't real man it probably I, wasn't i mean real. i i don't I'm, I'm lost for words if that's true man like you know you get fouled you, there's a little jaw going on jawing going on mm-hmm. you know you might push and shove or what have you but to take it off the court that's too much. That's that, too much. Man. That's a little too far. They say like you can take the the hood out of somebody, but you can't to take. No, the you hood. take the person out the hood. There you go. My bad. I'm bad at quotes, man. <laughs> I, got okay. I, got I got you. I got you. I got you. But I got you. But the big but the bigger thing is this: like you got to make a decision, like where you want to be in life. Mm-hmm. So if you're mm-hmm. gonna do the same things you did while you was younger, like why advance anyway? Because that stuff is gonna come out. You and, know. And, and echoing what Shannon Sharp said earlier this week, Ja, you worth two hundred million dollars. Mm-hmm. Cut it out. Yeah, right. <laughs> you're not. You're not a gangster. Just go home. You're not a gangster at all. That part. Just, just okay, go but home. check this out. What people don't even understand, like you don't have to be a gangster to do stupid things. I know people that weren't gangster that actually killed people. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so that that I understand what he's saying, but like, it's just one moment that can change your whole life for real. One simple silly moment. Yeah, man. Well, well, listen. We're gonna pay some bills real quick, and when we come back after the break, we'll introduce our first guest. Kane Dobbs. Yes, sir. Yes, yes sir. sir. So um, I'm, I'm really excited about him. So, But this segment was brought to you by Bank of England Mortgage Jacksonville, helping home buyers and homeowners accomplish their financing, their financing goals. Head on over to boejax.com and get to know their dedicated team. You're listening to The Amateur's Edge on 1010XL, powered by B3 Sports Performance on 92.5 FM. 733. It's the Amateur's Edge, brought to you by B3 Better on 1010XL. And welcome back, welcome back. Listen, this is great because, you know, we have in the studio today an amazing young man, um, Kane Dobb. Uh, he was an All-American five-star uh, football recruit out of Sandalwood High School. Kane was recruited by every major university in the country. Like his playing career was just absolutely insane, man. And he's one of he's one of our boys. One of our boys, man. Definitely, definitely. Um, the percentage of college players that make it to the NFL is incredibly low. Uh, in fact, just one point six percent of college players 1. will become 6. professional athletes. That's crazy. That's crazy. That's crazy. And we just got through talking about LeBron and the pressure mm-hmm. that he had as a child. And right the, and right at the break. The level yeah. He's got was was ridiculous. And 
you know, I think Kane, uh, you know, first of all, I want to welcome you to the show, man. How you doing today? I'm doing good. How y'all doing today? Yeah, we good, man. Great, good, great, great. Kane, Kane was very highly recruited. And and it started at a young age. I'm talking about eighth grade. Eighth grade, he was like 6'4", what, 230 in the eighth grade? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> something like that. That's crazy. Walking around like a grown man. <laughs> Walking around like a grown man. I was like, what's up, um? You know? <laughs> so... <laughs> So good deal. So we're gonna get right into it, man. Uh, so tell us about your college career, man. Uh, do you think you went as far as you could have, or how, how do you feel about it? You know, everyone you know wants to go as far as they can, but you know sometimes you know life just throws them curveballs. You know, coming out of high school, I should have went to the NFL, but you know as life happened, that didn't you know go as planned. But you know, I I wouldn't change it for the world where I'm at today. Definitely, definitely. So. Going to college, was it a culture shock to you at first? Like, like coming from high school, would you say you had, like, the strongest work ethic and then going to college, was it the same or was it a whole another level of expectations? What was, the, what was that change like in that step up? Like? See, so, so my whole thing when I was in college and high school, yeah, I worked out. I did the stuff that I needed to do. I always put extra work in with, with Jay. I put extra work in here with Jay, um, you know, during the off season or even after high school workouts, but – my thing where I didn't do is, you know, first one in, last one out, my teammates, my best friends, you know, those small things, those things matter. The things that people blow off and think, oh, I can make it to the NFL by myself. At the end of the day, other people's opinion is what gets you there. No matter how good you are, there's going to be a bunch of people that they ask, how is this person as a person? How is this person doing this? You know, and if they don't have good remarks, at the end of the day, you're not going to make it, you know. And that's kind of what I thought I could do by myself. I could, you know, I didn't, I cut everyone out and I just, was not the first one in, and my teammates weren't my friends, you know. So are you so so it wasn't all about. So what you're telling you know our listeners because you know people come you know come here to this radio station to to listen to these yeah, tips and to sure. get some advice because that's what this this show is all about. Yeah, yes, sir. So are you saying that it wasn't all about your ability to perform on the field, but no, it was sir. about your relationships and and when it comes to IQ and playing ability you know I definitely had those things but you know like I say the first one in the locker room that was not me last one in the locker room was not me second time you know whistle was blown I was getting out of there you know I wasn't doing no extra, extra film work. I do extra workouts but when it came to the film and you know showing my faces to show it I really didn't do that stuff when it was times I did the stuff behind closed doors I never did it showcase it because I thought you know no one needed to see but people need to see the extra stuff you do wow now do, do you think that that you being so heavily recruited out of, you know, across the country, out of high school, had anything to play with, you know, play on your ego that led into you maybe not nurturing relationships like you could have? Yeah, like I just said, there's only 1.6 of, you know, people that make it to the NFL. And out of that, there's probably a 1% that can get paid and still make it. Everyone has a, a point in their life that when they make it here, they coast. You know, some mm -hmm. people, the greats are – hundreds of millions of dollars or a hundred million shot, whatever the number is. But, you know, most people have a number that they coast at. Whenever they reach that point, as a human, you just take a step back. And, you know, that's kind of what I did. I got everything that I wanted, five-star, all the colleges and all that stuff. And then, you know, I took a step back and I didn't make it yet as if, you know, I took a step back like I did, you know. So so what advice uh, – I love your name, man, Big Kane, man. But what <laughs> advice – would you give a parent, man? Because, like, a lot of parents, all they do is show accolades to their kids. Like, show them they're good. They, they, they tell them they're good. They, they tell them that, you know, they can be this and they can be that, but they're not really hard on their kids about the stuff they need to do better. So what was your experience with them? 
Man, at the end of the day, like I say, man, my mom, she did everything. I feel like she did everything that, you know, that, that she needed to do. You know, parents should, you know, take these kids to their camp. Because at the end of the day, no matter what you rate your kid to be, if someone else's rating does not match yours, you know, it doesn't really matter where that kid can go. So I think, you know, for parents-wise, you know, you really should let these kids build their own relationship. And then there's only so much you can do on your end that they have to do their part as well. You know, you guys both match the same energy, and, and there should be no reason why he shouldn't get to where he wants. So what would you have done different? What I have done different, everything was on my part. You know, my mom did everything. Like I said, from eighth grade, she had me different camps, different Nike camps. So, like I said, she thought I was good. But then again, Nike and all these other people did too because she's getting in me in front of these people. So my downfall was, you know, my my point, my part on, on life. You know, I didn't, like I say, I didn't do the extra stuff. My friends weren't my, my teammates weren't my friends. I wasn't the first one in, last one out. I didn't. Asked my coach, like, hey, could we could we meet? You know, those small things I didn't do. You know, I had God-given ability, but at the end of the day, that's not enough. But I, I, I do want to tell you this, though. Like, definitely what you did, we can do a percentage about how many people never made it, how far you did. Exactly. So you, you definitely should be proud of yourself. Mm-hmm. And it's just because you hear you talking about it, I mean, you, you healed from it. Mm-hmm. Right. Man, I mean, I'm, 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 I went through some dark times in my life, you know, playing football from seven to having to, like, close the door at 23 you know, I was so far behind, you know, the whole, when you're in college, everyone, the whole talk is, oh, athletes have it good and the normal students don't. But at oh. the end of the day, I'll take what the normal students get because when they're done with college, they know where they want to be in life. Mm. They know what mm. they want to do with life. They mm. know how to get there. But an athlete, if it's not a sport, they're SOL. You know, they don't know how to make a dollar. Most of these kids go back to the streets and, you know, that's the only easiest way because their people and their family showing them that, you know, raising. Wow. Yeah. No. That's a, and there's a lot to be said about that, man, because, again, you know, uh, I hear kids say all the time, college coaches tell them, you, you're not here for school, you're here for football. Yes, sir. <laughs> and, and, wow, and, that's crazy. And those are some of the questions that parents should be asking, like how much of an emphasis are you guys putting on education, right? And even if you are there for football, there is careers in football, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. I can go down the coaching tree and, and start a GA internship and work my way up to college coach, and they make very good money. Yeah, you know, so yeah. if I'm there, so if you're telling me I'm here for football and I'm not here for education, what career, other career path in football can I follow if I don't make it on the field? These are all the types of questions and things that athletes need to know about because it is a very hard thing for these guys to transition off the field. When that ball gets flat, like people don't realize how hard so it is yeah. for these guys. And, and, it and needs, mentally, mentally, mentally what it does. Yeah. Yeah. Mentally, I mean. 26, making a, a decision that a normal makes at 19, 18 years old. Yeah. Eight years behind in, in, in life when it comes to life after football, to make a decision how to make a dollar, you know, you're eight years behind. Once that ball gets flat, how many, it ain't easy. How, how, many, how many times have you uh, heard or uh, talked to a kid about, what position he want to be, he can tell you. You say what college you want to go to, he can tell you. You ask him what professional team he want to play for, he can tell you. But then we ask him what he want to be in life, he don't know. Man, a lot. That's another thing, man. Like I say, I was a five star athlete, and I remember when I met, you know, even AD here. I was, I met him when I was performing. I mean, getting ready for pro day. He was like, "Oh, make sure you have a backup plan. Do this, do that." And I was literally in the room, sitting across this man, saying, thinking in my head. I'm still going to make it to the NFL. My situation's still kind of ugly, but I know what I can do. And, you know, four years now, you know, life after football, here I am, you know, and I didn't make it. So, you know, every kid, no matter how good you are, what your, someone tells you, you need to have a backup plan. If it's because you don't make it or you get hurt or whatever the case is, life throws you a curveball, 
you need to be prepared because no matter how good you are on the field, if you can't perform, the ball is flat for you. I got a major question, Kane. Did you have or were you ever did you ever have access to a mentor? Um, did you have a mentor that somebody that kind of guided you and talked to you throughout the entire process that you could just go to for for help or just to bounce something man, off of? Jay, like I say, man, I've been journaling Jay since we was hooked up to soccer poles at Plenty. You know, it's been a minute since we've been working out. So every time, every time I talked to him, you know, he he knew when I was doing wrong, and you know, I worked out so much with him. So you know, he always kept me straight. And I couple, I never. It was like I say, it was really my my part. Mm-hmm. I had the access to you know gems, um, mentors, just a lot of people that wanted to see me make it, and I, I didn't really use it because I thought I could do bad all by myself, you know. I wow. didn't really need anyone. Did it, did it come from anywhere, though? Did it, nah, come, did it nah. come from a relationship? Well, you got to think, though. I've always just been a to-myself to kind of person, and I just let that go overboard when it came to, you know, social and life period. I just wanted to – I was just very to-myself, didn't reach out to many people. You know, that was just was me, you know. And, and there were times along the process, because I remember, again, I've been around since he was in eighth grade, where we had to push a little bit when it came to consistency and working, yeah. right? Like, it wasn't like we was working over off the time. Off-season. Off-season uh, is definitely when it was. When I get a break and come back, it was ugly. It sure. was ugly. <laughs> you know, when so it, 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 and, and, and here's the other side of it. Always sure. being, like, again, the kid was 6'4", 230 in, mm-hmm. in eighth grade, and being able to physically and naturally overpower people. He was a natural athlete, could run like a horse, and all, all these things. God, God gave him everything he needed to be. Externally. Externally. You know, it was just, again, and that's why I always stayed in his ear. And, and, and a lot of times, you know, you, you got to go that, ro- that route to, to know what your purpose is in life, right? Mm-hmm. And to, to be God honest with you, I don't think it was God's purpose for him to be in the NFL. You know, and he turned into the young man he's in now. And, mm-hmm. you know, we'll talk a little bit more about that in the next segment. But, you know, it, I think sports is always a great way to prepare you for life. Good stepping stone. Oh, great yeah, yeah. That's stone. why that's great why I preach stone. that kids play sports. Sports teach you something that, that schools can't teach you. At all. Wow. <laughs> Not even close. We're we going to open up the uh, phone lines. Oh, yeah. Guys, yeah. That, uh, that number is 904-641-1010. 904-641-1010. So yeah, we're gonna we're gonna be taking some questions today. Yeah, open up the phone lines. We we don't get a chance. We don't get a chance to do that too often because you know we got this tight schedule on our show. But today we're gonna do that, man. Call in. So call in. Yeah, definitely. You uh, so another question I have for you. Do you think you received preferential treatment, and if so, what role do you think that played in your development? So again, you've been under the spotlight since you was in eighth grade. there's a lot that comes with that, so you know. Man, like I said, uh, yeah, you definitely as a top athlete, man. Yeah, you definitely get you know the red carpet most places you go. You know, definitely once you get to college, and then you know anywhere that you, any kind of person that deals with like athletes, you know, they're gonna really give you the red carpet because either they see where you where you can be, or you know it's it's gonna help them some way. You know, so most people, when you come across them, you know, they're going to give you the red carpet when it comes to school, gyms, all that stuff. You know, you just have to tap in and, and access it. Do you think that uh, getting that attention at an early age negatively affects you at all? Man, it really wasn't, the you know, the, the that kind of that stuff. Like I say, it was just so much the off the off field stuff that I was doing and the decisions that I was making, you know, the people that I was hanging around, the that kind of stuff is what. My first problem was at Florida State. You know, it really wasn't no decisions on if I could play or, you know, preference. 
uh, abusing anything. It was just, you know, how I was outside of football, you know. So, you know, if if how you are as a person, it's hard to live that double lifestyle at the end of the day. You know, you only can do it so long, and people's going to find out how you truly are. So, you know, if you, if that's how you are, you got to fix that because that's not what people want. Once Once you get on your own, what you've been kind of downplaying in your high school years is definitely going to come out. Yeah. Yeah, like I say, that like how you, being a bad person, all that stuff, that stuff plays out, you know, being that people don't want that, you know, so the, they're going to complain. If you like that to anybody, they're going to complain, and then the coaches is going to hear the, you, you doing that to people, and it's going to go downhill, you know. When, they, when someone's complaining to the coach, now now it's a problem for you, for you and your coach and not just you and the person that you was encountering. So, you know, being a good person and you know, that all that stuff matters, you know, for sure. Yeah, if, if your mom, if your mom and dad gotta wake you up as a senior and junior in high school, like what you gonna do when you get to college, man? Like just little stuff. It's little stuff I tell parents. You have to look at and try to make a change before they get out there. Yeah, you can't handicap them so much, man. You got they gotta they gotta, they gotta they gotta grow up inside your they gotta grow up inside the nest before you can just throw them off a cliff cliff and fly. fly. You know, you gotta teach them everything that they need, and then they have to do what you teach them. You know, there's only so much a parent can do. The kid has to do as well. Because you know? some coaches don't care. I'm telling yeah, you, college coaches do not. The second care. you can't perform, it's over. There, there's not. There's no more conversation of when you come back or you know if you have not played yet and you get hurt. There's no more of oh, what's the road looking like when you get healthy? You know, there's no more road once you get healthy. They're gonna move on. Yeah. What what was what was that moment like for you when you realized football was over? And Man, it was like, to- like I said, I played from when I was seven, so. That that moment was I was I felt like I was, people made that decision at nineteen so I was I was eight years I was eight years behind so you know I was depressed I went through all kind of things you know dark moments and things like that because you know like I say I banked on football since I was seven years seven years old eighth seventh grade I got the that's when people started telling me oh yeah you're going first round you're going first round and ever since I was twelfth grade yeah till twelfth grade people are saying you're going first round and then. You know, I get to Florida State, and that's kind of when things got shaky. I still was supposed to start. I got hurt, shattered my foot, and that first-round dream instantly went out the door. You know, and that was my first time, like, okay, football's over, and I thought it was over, but, you know, by the grace of God, I got into a junior college and got another chance. But and, you, go ahead. No, that's huge. That's huge. I think um, when you talk about not putting your eggs in one basket and, and, and not just strictly focusing on football, I always ask that question, like when you do have a kid like him that has the size, has the athleticism, how do you get him to not put all his eggs in one basket? How do you spark his interest? How do you get him to want to try to do other things, right? Like I'm sure if, if your mom could have, she'd have had you playing the piano too or something else, you know. So it's one of those things, like how, how, how do you balance that out? How do you, how do, you do that? You, for me as a parent, you just make your kid do other stuff that's outside of sports. You, you take you take football breaks, you take basketball breaks, and then you just have those conversations when they when they mature enough. Mm-hmm. You gotta have those conversations because like life is more than just talk on football sports. Period. So you got to do up, that young now. Yes, you know, or just open up them a little small, like you know maybe a vending machine, something small. Depending on what your depending on what your your means is, you know, get them a little maybe a multi unit family a house or you know whatever your means is a machine something that shows them money and shows them the value of a dollar because cool. as a kid you don't understand understand that wow listen Kane, we got somebody on the call we got a caller on the line yes sir caller hello hello all right caller hello yeah um am i t- am i on yeah you're on what's your name what's your name 
My name's Tony. All right. How you doing, Tony? Hey, this gentleman that was that's on the phone that that's on your show. I just happened upon your 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 show, and and this gentleman comes on. He's high school athlete. Pretty pretty um pretty uh talented. You're breaking up, Tony. Huh? You're breaking Bre- up. Breaking up. Okay, how about this? Yeah, we got yeah, That's much better. You got a question? My qu- no, I have a comment. Okay. This okay. guy needs needs to go on the uh speaking uh what do you call the people that like a speaking tour, like yeah, to mentor yeah. kids. Yeah. A motivational speaker, man. This guy's been through it. Yes, sir. He needs. He can make some money doing that. In okay. addition to that, I mean, he's a he's a pretty uh, he he's a real real man. Yeah. Because he he just came out and said, "Hey, it was my fault." You yeah. know, mom did uh, what she had to do. She put me in in front of uh, people that were important. Uh, he, she put me in uh, football school, you know, all those camps, all that stuff. That guy, he's going to be okay. Yep. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you're right. You okay, know. Yes, sir. I appreciate yeah, and, that. Yeah, and listen, guys, we're 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 talking with you know we have in the studio Kane Dobb, you know, one of the highest recruited guys out of Sandalwood. You know, every major college, every university, major university in this country was you know trying to get this kid. And when did you even actually commit? Man, actually, my first time committing was my sophomore year. I, I was sophomore to, uh, year. LSU. I was committed to LSU first, and then I swapped once I transferred schools. Wow. Yeah, yes, sir. Yeah, uh, thanks, Tony. Yeah, thanks, Tony. Man, we really appreciate, appreciate it. it. Listen, listen, uh, let, man. You're gonna stay with us. Uh, yes, you know, listen. So, so you guys keep listening. Kane is gonna be with us. We're gonna ask him some more questions. Uh, this segment was, <laughs> this segment was brought to you by. First Coast Cargo. First Coast Cargo leads the freight, transportation, and logistics services market and is known as the region's most dependable and highly professional service provider. Contact First Coast Cargo toll-free today at 844-731-2137 for all your professional shipping needs. You're listening to The Amateur's Edge on 1010XL 92.5 FM. It's the Amateur's Edge, brought to you by B3 Better on 1010XL. And we're back. We're back, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, you're listening to the Amateur's Edge. And in the studio today, we have Kane Dobb. Mm-hmm. Kane Dobb, listen, All-American five-star athlete, man, heavily recruited out of Sandalwood High School. You know, Kane was recruited by every major university in the country. Like this dude, this dude's absolutely amazing. Been playing football since he was seven years old, mm-hmm. and you know, just everybody just knew that he was going to be first round draft pick going to the NFL. Played at Florida State, FAU, and now he's here with us here in the studio answering questions. And we have a caller. We have a caller. Uh, Mary, are you are are you there on the line still? Got a quick question for us? Yes, sir. I am. How, you doing How are y'all today? Mary? Hey, hey, doing hey. Good. hey. Doing doing great. Um. Kane, I'm in I'm in my sixties and, and I made a royal mess out of my life when I was younger too, and it's so refreshing to hear somebody take ownership of their mistakes and everything and, and I wish I had done it sooner than, than later, but you, you are just so refreshing. Um I hope 
to reiterate what the previous caller says, I hope you'll consider going out and, and doing speaking engagements and write a book, for God's sake, mm. so we can get it into the hands of these parents. I have four nephews, and three of them are involved in sports, and they think, you know, they go to practice or whatever, but I, I don't see them putting in the extra work that it takes, mm. and, and I don't hear them thinking about a backup plan, as you as you spoke, um, you know, and, and I just really... I I think you would just be have an abs you have an absolutely awesome story to tell and you could be such an influence in young people's lives and and I really hope you'll consider getting somebody to help you co-author a book and and state what you what you were stating in this interview because it, it a lot of people need to hear that. Yes, ma'am. And also if. Also, if, if you're not on LinkedIn, get on LinkedIn because there's a lot of people who, you know, motivational speakers who get out there and, and just start posting stuff because there's gonna, you can have such a broad audience there as well. And, and I will be one of the first to connect to you. Amir, but Amir, guess what? I want you to do me a favor. Ask Big Kane what he does now for occupation. Ask him real quick. What do you do now? For an occupation. Uh, now, you know, um, I, I close the door with sports, but I own my own company. So I, I own a trucking company, and I have uh, two semi-trucks on the road as of right now. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am, I mean. Oh, God bless you. No, truckers are the backbone of our, our country, and, and I'm not going to get political, but y'all are getting hosed with fuel prices and stuff. <laughs> yeah, but, yes, ma'am. But, you, you know, know the independent owners. Now. Yes, sir. Well, I am going to reach out to you on LinkedIn, send you a connect request, because I just think you're an amazing young man. And I, I hope that you will consider getting somebody to co-author a book with you. Yes, ma'am. Just, you know, just tell your nephews, you know, just keep doing it and put in that extra work. At the end of the day, that's what it's going to take. And and if all else fails, yes, have but a you have plan. the experience, you have the experience and and the credentials to to say that and get young people to listen yeah, whereas yes, a lot of us don't yes ma'am and oh. you can say hey this is how i blew it and this is how you can keep from blowing it yeah yes ma'am so, tell yeah. my story to one kid and they follow it that would be great well thanks for hopping on mary yes, we, sir. we we appreciate those encouraging words have a good day you bet you great show i just happened to stumble upon you so really enjoyed it thank uh, you so much thank you I'm bye now. thanks good deal so you know, for, for so many athletes, life after sports is, is hard. Um, there's no other place in society that glorifies perfection and suffering like sports. Um, the void left at the end of a playing career and the departure from the essence of their lives can often leave them feeling hollow. Um, and with that being said, and having gone through your own hardship, how does that make you feel when you're when you, mentorship is thrust upon you like this right like this lady just said because you do have a story you know like i say i, I anytime i even like in into in day-to-day life you know um anytime i come across a kid i see you know he's he's kind of has the, t- the talent to make it and he's just doing you know whatever it is you know i, I tell him my story because at the end of the day i w- i wouldn't i wouldn't wish what i went through on anyone you know at the end of the day i had everything i needed and to have it and fall short of it that's a horrible feeling, you know, and I wouldn't want anyone to go through that. So if I can express my story to anyone, you know, I, I make sure I, I do so because at the end of the day, 
that's not nothing that no one should go through. But I, you know, I do actually challenge you to to shift your thinking when it comes to going through what you went through, right? Because it molded you into who you are today. Oh yeah. yeah. And, and nobody who's successful hasn't went through some type of struggle to get to where they're Absolutely. going. So it builds you into who you are. So it's like I wouldn't say I wouldn't wish it on someone more so than letting those people know they can reach out to you. There are resources yeah. out there to help you get through what you're going through because there is something on the other side of that, right? Mm -hmm. We we got to go through what we go through yeah. you know, if, to get to where we're going. If you don't go going. through something, I mean, if it was that easy, everyone would be obtaining it. You know, who who would want to yeah. fall short of something and if it was easy? If it was that easy, no one would ever fall short. You know, Everyone who's successful has a story of triumph. Exactly. Everyone. everyone. Definitely. Uh, so it's great to see you. you. So you got your own trucking company. How did that start about? <clears throat> Man, it started, um, you know, like I say, after after college, you know, I had, uh, I had to start paying bills. You know, I, I didn't know what bills, bills? was well, yeah, outside yeah. of, you know. <laughs> adulting. Before, adulting, exactly. I got scholarship. I had rent. I paid my $800 rent and left me with like 1100 and that was good for the month. You know, that's the only thing I ever had to do. But bills now that I have to work for, I calculate, okay, I make this much this day. How much can I pay at the end of the month, you know? So adulting was real for me after football. You know, I had to figure out how to make make a dollar so i ended up starting working at fedex fedex was my first gig um fedex was pretty decent um i was making you know decent money but um i i, I worked at fedex it was different but uh i was just curious on how you know how the people that was owning it was making the money because i was making decent money and the owners obviously have to be making money so i started you know trying to figure out who was making what and how much they was making off per truck and i kind of figured it out so i was like dang how can I cross that fence, you know, working from like mm. being a driver to, you know, owning the truck and employing the guys. So I started off trying to do box trucks. I tried to figure out the box truck lane, but I came to find out, you know, a semi truck's bigger and can hold more, so it should make more money. So that's what made me go to that direction. I bought my first truck. It was rough, you know, didn't really make much because um, drivers, I'm dealing with the human, you know, they knew I couldn't do something. So they would leave Jacksonville, but, oh, pay me my week's check or I'll turn it around. And I couldn't do nothing but pay him, you know. So time and time after that, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm just getting my own CDL. And ever since I got my own CDL, you know, my company turned around and I'm doing pretty great. Now, was that a huge culture shock transitioning from sports to having a everyday nine-to-five? I mean, at the end of the day, yes, it was a very culture shock. But at the end of the day, I will take what I'm doing now because, A, if I make a bad decision, it's something I, I, I personally mm -hmm. did. No one – dictates my end result i do you know and that's kind of why i like the the, that's the, the lane that i picked because if i mess up i messed up on my own behalf if i had a bad day tomorrow i can make it up in sports you have a bad day you have someone judging you for two weeks you know so that's you know i kind of don't mind the role that i'm on now but that mindset is a carryover from your athletic career yeah, right definitely definitely, definitely. and those yeah, life yeah. lessons that you learned through sports it was what prepared you yeah for yeah, you that's, yeah. That's my major story and so uh, like we said earlier, 1.6 percent uh, make it to the NFL. Guess what? It's 16 percent that are only business owners in America. Mm -hmm. So you, you still got the percentage, man. You, yeah, you're yeah, doing dang. some big time. Never looked at that. That's dope. That's dope. Definitely. So with all your experience, have you ever considered going into coaching? Man, I always say, you know, uh, sometimes, you know, I, I would want to. Sometimes, you know, once I financially got the, the time and stuff like that, I always said I would want to go back to high schools and, you know, just donate my time because at the end of the day it's really not about money you know if i can help a kid out and tell him my story i would rather get a smile than a dollar any day you know to see wow. a guy, i see a kid make it from me mentoring him and, and helping him out that's what i'd rather do it for not so much for the dollar because i understand you know the stress on 
you know, the financial burden of what you can put on if you can't make pay your bill, whatever the case is. You know, I don't know what they make, but, you know, it's different when it's a job to when it's when I'm donating my time. And that's just what I want to do. I want to donate it. I don't want it to be my job. That's what, huge. You know, what, you know, one of my favorite things, you know, just sitting here listening, listening to you talk, Kane, is um, <clears throat> you're not you, you didn't stay in a state where you were the victim. Mm-hmm. And because you 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 took ownership. When when a person takes ownership mm-hmm. of their their situation, they take ownership of their lives, mm-hmm. and that mm-hmm. and when and, and because that victim mindset is screaming to your subconscious saying, "I'm not in control. I'm not in control. Somebody else is in control because they're the one who affected me because I'm the mm-hmm. victim." Yep. But what you have done, man, is like against all of the odds, against all of the natural depression and all of those real those really dark places that that athletes can go into. Um, because I work with athletes every day on that mindset yeah, stuff at definitely. B3. And, you know, just like I said, that's that's how I met that's you in met, one yeah, of yeah. the talks that, that, you know, that B3 sponsored. But, man, just to – I want to commend you, really, for what you have done to keep your mindset positive and to take ownership and to really make decisions. And, you can, and I can see the ownership even in your decision-making process about, you know, I'm going to go from box trucks to, you know – be, you know, I'm, I'm yeah, going to own yeah, my own trucks. And, yeah, I wanted to figure the whole thing out. You know, I I know as a, even now, you know, um, I pay my guys really good. But at the end of the day, you know, they're only making a percentage of what the line haul makes, you know. So, you know, at, on the other side, it's always better to own than to be the employee. The, sky, the sky's the ceiling when you own, and there's a cap when you're an employee, you know. And I, that, I didn't want to live my life with a cap. I think I, different. I, love I it. think different. I don't think you had to always own, right? <laughs> Maybe not. Maybe not like own the 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 the. See, you getting into the science the, of this thing. No, own not the at all. actual. You know, own but, but control. Yeah, yeah. control. Own nothing. Control that's, everything. That's, that's what my mentor taught me. But that's yeah, better, that's, that's better. another. That's another. That's another show. I want right, to go back to ownership real quick. So as a parent, you know, I'm the, I'm the parent guy. You know, I'm the, even though we are parents, but so I'm big on teaching your kids life lessons through just everyday life. So let's talk about a kid in school that might have had a situation with a teacher. I always, no matter if the teacher was wrong or right, I always express the fact of what you could have done different. Uh-huh. And, and a lot of times parents uh-huh. find the reason that somebody else is wrong. And so as a parent, I'm trying to tell you, all this stuff can be instilled in your kids by you. If you just look at situations that they did with growing up and always make sure you ask them what they did wrong, no matter what, what the whole purpose of the situation is. I'm, I'm big on that. Well, see, but see, Not here's that. the thing about that. Most parents don't live their own lives like that. <laughs> most most parents, many parents out there, many people just in general live their life as a victim and don't take ownership, mm. period. So how can somebody who's an adult that, that, that doesn't take ownership for their life and their situation, their poverty or their successes or failures, teach that to a child? That oh, child that's, that's, that's why great. it's so important, like, like Mary said, it's so important for guys who have been there, done that like Cain and you, and that you know, and and why we do this show every week to really, really, you know, to be out here doing this kind of work so that these kids do have another voice. Because sometimes, let's just be honest, the parents sometimes the parents can be worse than the kids. I watch it in a AAU basketball. I watch it in, in my middle school team, you know, basketball games, and these parents can be atrocious. Yeah, definitely. I agree. And I agree. I agree. I'm. I'm a. But me, I'm not rebuttaling what you're saying. But for me, with my kids, I, I I'm. I make a lot of mistakes, and I'm definitely a hypocrite, but I make sure my kids are better than me. So, you know what I'm saying? I make sure I push them to a limit that I wasn't at. So, I just, so when it's all said and done, that that next level passed me. Definitely, you know what I'm saying? Definitely. And speaking of parents, Kane, 
what advice can you give parents and how to best support the dreams of their young athletes and to push them in the right direction? Mm. Man, when they're younger, you know, you really have to dictate how, how you have, like, like, uh, like they were saying, you have to dictate and instill in them how much their work ethic, because at the end of the day, you decide all the decisions. Uh-huh. But once, uh-huh. you know, you teach them those things, it's their time to carry on what you taught them and what uh-huh. you instilled uh-huh. in them from, you know, social skills to, you know, work ethic to everything. You know, they have to continue and carry that on. You can teach them everything, and the second they get away, you know, it, it can't be no drop-off. It has to be the mm-hmm. same plane the whole time, no matter who's around and what's going on. You know, parents only can do so much. The kid has to do the rest half as well. I, and you know, I always say that, man, that sports is a metaphor of life and that you get your kids involved in sports to teach them what it is to be committed to something, right? Mm-hmm. What it means to get up early, what it means to stay up late, how to work with people you may not like, how mm-hmm. to take instruction, mm-hmm. how to deal with failure, how yep. to lead. All of that. All those things tie into being a successful adult and all those mixed emotions that you go through in sports is, is life. How are we going to deal with it? Right. Yeah. I don't mind a coach yelling and screaming at my kid. Right. Cause I want him to come home to talk to me about it so I can te- walk them through how you deal with these emotions. Right. right. I, I want them to have a, a teammate. That's a ball hog. How do we figure out how to get this teammate? Yeah, yeah. to pass? It's, it's all these different things. These life lessons that you can't teach at home. You can't teach at school. These right. are, what they go through out there in the real world yeah, out there in the real world there. and this is how i'm gonna deal if you, and if you got that it factor yeah. you're gonna make it to the league and i always tell parents i have parents come to me with eight and nine. Oh, my kids are number nine ranked nine-year-old in, in state i'm like All right, <laughs> okay, okay man <laughs> I, I, i'm not i'm not sure what that means but you know keep going johnny but you know so at the end of the day let's not get caught up in all that kind of stuff it's like let, what is this about right now it's about the experience for the kids so um you know, I'm gonna say this, Kane. I can't tell you how proud I am of you, man. You know, it's been a long Absolutely. road. It's, 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 but you, but you've gotten on the other side of it, and for you sure. still got a lot to give. And you know, just keep striving for greatness, my man. Yes, sir. I appreciate that for sure. Definitely. Glad, yes, I'm glad to be here. Listen, listen, Kane. parents, parents. If you're listening, you need to get your athlete, your student athlete, to B3. B3 better sports performance. Look us up. Go, go online. Go to our website right now. You know, schedule schedule a time to come do a walkthrough. Come, you know, come and talk to Jaren. Jaren, Jaren is always there. You know, Eric, myself, come there because because your your young athlete needs B three, and we're right here in the community uh, working with you. So listen, this is great. Make sure you guys you've been listening. You've been listening to the Amateurs Edge, it's powered by B three Sports Performance. Make sure that you tune in next week at. At eleven o'clock, we're gonna be here same time, same time, same bat channel. Yes, sir. And uh, but listen, this segment was brought to you by Bank of England Mortgage Jacksonville, helping homeowners and home um, buyers accomplish their financing goals. Head on over to boejacks.com and get to know their dedicated team. You've been listening to the Amateurs Edge on ten ten XL ninety two point five FM. See you next time. Mm. They blessed up. Yeah.